and welcome to Futures Focus, a fantasy baseball podcast centering around all the top prospects in the game, brought to you by Prospects 1500. My name is Alex Sanchez, and join me tonight, my co-host, Nate Eckert. Tonight's episode is The Bold and the Beautiful, and then we're talking about predictions, but Nate, we're also talking about each other, so if there's one bold and one beautiful person, which one are you and which one am I? (laughs) Oh, I do like this intro. I'm beautiful. There's absolutely no two ways around it. I'm sorry, but I am. I'm. Uh, I have uh, self-awareness, at least to that point. And I know you, Alex, and and you're bold. You're bold, yeah. my friend. Yeah, I think that's probably the correct answer. And that is exactly what this episode is all about. It's that time of year we're all very excited about the start of the baseball season. That means making some bold predictions. We got regular predictions. We have bold predictions and then we have a few crazy off the wall can't believe what i'm saying right now crazy predictions as well so we got it all for you today plus we have a fun little exercise we're going to do later on in the podcast with a uh, a fun twitter account that we've been uh following here a tournament style prospect um bracket of sorts so we'll, we'll go over that later on but for now We have a bunch to get to, and we're going to try to get to all of it. It's a jam-packed episode, so there's going to be something for everybody. Let's start before we do anything else. One of my favorite things, it's back, the news and notes section. I'm going to try to keep the news and notes section a little bit shorter um, because of today's episode. Hopefully in the future, sometimes the news and notes always went on a little bit longer than I wanted to, but um, there's a few things we should talk about just in case. You know, you uh, you haven't heard about these things because with prospects, they don't always get, you know, streaking across ESPN or MLB Network, <laughs> um, if you know no. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So the first one we need to talk about is Ryan Pepio has been awarded the final spot of the Dodgers rotation. And I also have another piece of Dodgers news here, and then I'll let you kind of handle this since you're the mm-hmm. Dodgers guy. Uh, James mm-hmm. Outman is going to be on the opening day roster as well. The two things that go along with this, with which, Nate, I'll let you give your opinion, is uh, what kind of value would Pepio bring to us immediately, right away, as, as a starter? And then how much is James Outman actually going to play? So what do you think, Nate? Um, first of all, I think all of Pepio's uh, value is going to be dependent upon whether or not he can hit the strike zone. Because the Dodgers are going with him as their fifth starter first um, before Gavin Stone or Bobby Miller, etc. I kind of saw this coming, but still, you have to believe that the Dodgers are comfortable enough with Pepio's uh, control and command right now. Uh, As long as he can hit the strike zone, Pepio can give you ceiling sixth round value in a redraft league and i am not exaggerating he's that good but if he can't hit the strike zone we're talking you know free agent watch but and he doesn't he's not going to have a very long leash as the dodgers are stocked with um elite you know pitching talent in the system and even on the team so uh pepio has every chance in the world to make himself known uh, right here, right now. Uh, We'll just have to look and see what he'll do. And I think Outman uh, has every opportunity of winning a regular spot in the outfield um, every day. I think he is a good enough hitter that he can hit lefties on a regular basis well enough to stay in the lineup. You know, Doc, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Doc Roberts, Dave Roberts, he uh, he's a bit of a uh, a mad scientist with the everyday lineup, the everyday roster. All Dodgers fans know this. All Dodgers fans hate this. I'm one of the uh, biggest haters of such. But um, that said, I I believe in Outman, and he's a pro hitter. He's a he's an MLB hitter, and he's done everything possible. Uh, from spring training on and off season, even before that to prove that he belongs on that big league roster. So good for both of them. 
Uh, I think Outman gets uh, 450 at-bats minimum so long as he's healthy. Yeah. We'll come back to him a little bit later on in the episode as well. With We my will. On we that. will. We will, indeed. So a couple other things here to touch on. Great analysis. I don't have much to add that would increase any value <laughs> of what you just said. So we'll <laughs> move on. Um, some fun stuff here is uh, the opening day starter for the Oakland A's is going to be Kyle Muller. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. So they're trying to make that Braves trade seem like it was all in their favor, so I guess. I don't know. There's really, it doesn't really matter. I know opening day starters is kind of a funny thing. So, I, well, if more than anything, it's Muller's in the rotation. And, you know, to be honest, as a guy pitching in Oakland for half of his starts, there's worse ways to stream, I suppose, especially if you're, you know, uh, picking those matchups. If you, in Oakland, is it's going to be a lot of work. But Muller has the stuff. Um, if he can harness it, I'll, you know, if he can throw strikes, Mueller is going to be good. It's kind of been his motto for a while as well. Esther Ruiz, also for the Oakland Athletics, the outfielder, is going to make the opening day roster. So that's exciting. And you got to imagine that with a prospect that this organization is relying on as much as the A's are for him to succeed, that mm-hmm. he's going to be playing all the time, right? You don't just bring him up to have him start once a week when he was like exactly. the basis of your Sean Murphy trade, yeah, you have to have him play right away. So it's going to be him, I think, on a regular basis, which we've talked about. The stolen base potential is just through the roof. It's worth investing in, in my opinion. Two more things here. Anthony Volpe, it's not official, but I everywhere I'm looking and everywhere I'm seeing, it does seem like he's in the lead for that position. I don't know if it's short. I guess it has to be shortstop with the way the Yankees lineup's constructed. The thing is, they'll be careful. Peraza is certainly not uh, going away. And if Volpe struggles, like let's say the first month or so, or even less than that, I could see them making a switch quickly too. But it's not official, so we'll kind of give our analysis on that when it is official. And then finally, this one I saw coming through with the Brewers. If you take a look at the Brewers' depth chart right now, it's definitely very easy for somebody like Joey Weimer to make the team and not only make the team, but start two people were cut uh, or at least told they were not going to make the team in Castanera and Tyler Naquin, which no real surprise mm. for those two anyway, mm. but that leaves right field to Brian Anderson, but Brian Anderson also is kind of the third baseman as well for this team. Mm-hmm. So depending on what they want to do, they could, do something like Abraham Toro at third and Brian in the outfield. They could put Jesse Winker in the outfield full time. But to me, a platoon with Joy Weimer and Jesse Winker makes a lot of sense. And Garrett Mitchell's probably playing every day. That's what the yeah. Brewers are kind of shaping out to be. So keep that in mind. Mitchell, 40 stolen base potential. Easy. Big, big time. Yeah. So very happy to see that. Um in Milwaukee, those those prospects we've sort of been waiting on now for a year or two are seemingly here. Just Sal Freelich, and he can't be too far away either. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Just the yellow tree. I, I did want to mention something about the Dodgers as well um, mm-hmm. with Pepeo. When you take a look at their rotation, this reminded me, the Brewers' depth reminded me a lot of the Dodgers' depth at the pitching staff because you have uh, – Arias, that's great. Like, that's an ace. You have Dustin May, who is going to be on a, an innings limit, right? There's no doubt about that. He's getting 130 mm-hmm. to 140, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Is that crazy to say, coming off of the injury? No, no. You have uh, the opposite of Ironman pitcher Noah Syndergaard, who <laughs> certainly has his share of injuries in the past. Gonsolin's already out. And you have old man Kershaw, who's certainly not going to be making 38 starts <laughs> this year either. So old yeah, man Kershaw. Pepio, Pepio got that spot, but you're going to see Stone and you're going to see Miller. And you might even see Sheon as well. We talked about him last week. You're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of those guys. And then you take a look at the bullpen for the Dodgers as well. It's not as strong as it's been in the past as uh, and with some Daniel Hudson's already hurt. You have a Shelby Miller in there. You can't completely trust uh, Gratterall, Evan Phillips. Great. But there, and these guys can also end up in the pen. So Dodgers are um, 
Yeah, they're not as good as I thought they were. No offense, Nate, this year. Well, no, that's okay. And, and, and it speaks to also, uh, again, Roberts and his uh, seemingly his inability to really commit certain players to certain spots on the roster. Like Dustin May, in my opinion, has deserved a roster spot for the past at least two years, maybe even three years when healthy. But uh, I can't tell you how many different times we've seen him lose starting innings to relief innings. Um, it's it's uh, it, it, but the 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 one saving grace is all of the young talent that we have in LA. Uh, you know who I really do like, uh, who could be a sneaky closer, is uh, Yancy uh, Almonte, righty. Great changeup, good fastball. I also love Vesia, the left-hander. So we're not doing as bad as you may think we are. Uh, the Dodgers have the most depth in baseball, so especially yeah. in pitching. Yeah. So they'll figure and it out. They're all sort of like the same, like James Outman, Chris Taylor, David Peralta, Trace Thompson, Jason Hayward. Like I, I don't really know who the best player is of those guys. They're all Outman. Outman. Yeah, maybe, I, I mean, I like to believe it's Outman, but mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're but, all so similar that like whoever performs will play, and then if mm-hmm. they're performing, then the Dodgers are doing well. So it's kind of right. Yeah. That's how they do it. So anyway, all right. Well, that's the news and notes. It's back. We'll start hitting that up. I guess we'll probably have a lot of news and notes in the next two weeks as well as the fi- uh, final call-ups and send-downs take place and the rosters start to shape out. That's always interesting to see the assignments for AAA and AA. And even the low A states, who's coming stateside, who's staying. So all that mm-hmm. stuff is coming up. But before we move on to our predictions, I do need to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Fantrax. And this is one of the last couple of days that you can sign up for the month of March to win that prize, which is you and your league and a full expenses paid trip to any major league game of your choice. And that's not just for you, but for your entire league your fantasy league so you get to kind of be the hero in a way uh, and all you have to do is sign up for a brand new league on fan tra- fan tracks using the website fantracks.com slash prospects 1500 now you don't have to use that but it does help us a lot on the podcast here it's anybody who signs up for a new league is eligible for that contest for the month of march and again we've talked about fan tracks a ton on this Literally every podcast I'm recording, I'm having fan tracks up, looking at my rosters that I had and clicking on the information and getting that those stats and those uh, news and notes that they provide. And everything is just up to the minute, up to date. Um, one of the things I really like, by the way, we I don't know if we've talked about this particular thing about fan tracks, but the ability hmm. to have uh, it sort of police your lineup. So in another dynasty yes. league I'm in, yes. we have to do that as like a league where, oh, this person brought up this, uh, put this mi- major leaguer in the minors and there's nothing yeah. you you know you can do about it except somebody calls you out. And you can do that sn- very sneakily at times. Um, but in fan <laughs> tracks, it, just, it simply won't allow you to do it. And if you can make a couple of different ways where like you just can't set your lineup that way or if you choose to do that and break the rules, you don't get any stats accumulated. Um, mm-hmm. so, or warning system. So just something that I thought, you know, stands out a lot with Fantrax. So if you have a league, it's still not too late. Make sure you do it before opening day. And in the month of March, so you can be eligible to take you and your entire league to a major league ball, baseball game of your choice. All expenses paid via Fantrax. That's Fantrax.com slash prospects 1500. All right, Mr. Nate, we have yes. predictions. This is the time of year. It's fun. Um, I do think that if you make a predictions podcast or a television show or radio segment that you should revisit them the next year before you make your next year predictions. And that's what I'm going to do now by showing you my predictions that I had last year, my wins and my losses. Mm -hmm. Let's, (laughs) let's, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. Yeah. I had the White Sox and the Dodgers in the World Series with the Dodgers winning. So okay. that was no good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're moving on from that. Um, I had my AL MVP being Rafael Devers, which I figure 
was pretty good. I actually was pretty high on the Red Sox. They did not perform last year. And it definitely, you know, Aaron Judge eliminated anybody <laughs> to have a mm, chance at winning mm. MVP. Um, and I had Matt Olson winning the MVP in the NL. He had a good season, but certainly not as good as Paul Goldschmidt, who ended up winning. Mm. I had Garrett Cole and Walker Bueller winning the Cy Youngs. I don't think a lot of people saw Verlander coming back and doing what he did. And then Sandy Alcantara. Yeah, he was when Walker got hurt. Obviously, that did not help. <laughs> no. <laughs> one of my big wins was I predicted Julio Rodriguez to win Rookie of the Year. He certainly did that. And did that. Abrams, I predicted to win Rookie of the Year. He did not do that. No, so he did not. That, the Major League stuff, I was not very good. But hey, I'm not a Major League Baseball podcast guy right right no. i'm a minor league guy and i had nine predictions and i'm going to give myself wins on four of these and you can tell me if i should or should not mm-hmm. so my first prediction was bryson stott or jeremy pena would be out of a job within the first month of the season <laughs> that was the win bryson Stott got sent down jeremy pena did not he turned into a world series mvp but i said one or the other <laughs> Okay, well, that's a win. win. So I got that one right because Stott did get out of a job. Now he kind of got the job back, but he got it back. He got it back. But he definitely lost it for a second. Yep. Okay, well, that that counts. That's a win. Um, Yeah. I uh, predicted Brian Rocchio would have 100 games played in the majors. He Mm. had zero. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if he'll have any this year. I don't know why they're so slow with it. I'm ready. Um, It's the the Guardians. Yeah. This one I'll let you decide. I said. Okay, so I said Anthony Volpe would struggle in 2022, but I also did say he'd fall to like a top 50 prospect. Mm. He struggled. Okay. He struggled in 2022 for most of the most of the year, but he did not become a top 50 he, prospect. He became no, he's he's not he's not below a top 50. Um, I still gave myself a win for that because every nobody <laughs> said he was gonna struggle. <laughs> okay. 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 That's uh, fine. That's fine with me. Thank you. The next one mm-hmm. I said, and now you have to remember. Okay. This reminds me. I meant to say this before we start anything. That the amount of change that happened from the beginning of the year in 2022 to the end of the year in 2022 is simply incredible. I was listening to the conversation that David Gasper and I were having. We were talking about, you know, Josh Donaldson being a positive influence on the Yankees. We were talking about <laughs> Aroldis Chapman being unhittable. We were mm. talking about the Brewers going to the World Series. Mm. We were talking about a lot of things and so much changed. So much changed mm-hmm. from one year to the, the other. So with this prediction, you have to remember that this guy was in going to start in double A. And his mm-hmm. name was Michael Harris. And I said we would see Michael Harris in the major leagues. Hey. And we Not saw bad. Michael Harris. Oh, we you saw did. him in the in the big leagues. So, yeah, he went we above did. and beyond my wildest imaginations, but I was very much right that we would see him. And you have to remember at the beginning of the year, that was a pretty bold prediction. Yeah, that that's a big that's a big one right there. So yeah, that was a big congrats, win. congrats Thank to you, you on that one. Now they get worse, so don't worry. <laughs> so you um, just wanted to you wanted to lead with all those the really yeah, good ones. I had, yeah. yeah. So Kevin, uh, I had Kevin Alcantara. As a top Ooh. 50 prospect. Hey, I like, I still like that one, but, yeah, but you, you, know, you don't he's see him not, as a top he's, 50 anymore. No, he's not. He's not. Yeah. Um, I had Caleb Killian would come up and have like a 1.5 ERA for like 10 <laughs> or 15 starts. And then he, he got called up, but he wasn't quite good. <laughs> no, not certainly not 1.5. Yeah. Uh, this one, I don't know. Like it's so bold that like it was, almost bound to never be right. But in a way, I think <laughs> some people would agree. I said Everson Pereira would, would lead the minor leagues in home runs. Mm, okay. He's definitely recouped his stock, though, I think. He has, definitely. How many home yeah. runs did he have last year? Like 22 or so? Yeah, something, yeah, like 20 or something like that. Yeah. We should probably know that. But, um, you know, people were kind of writing him off. And now I've seen him... Uh, High on not everybody's list, but certainly a few lists have them high. Uh, 18 home runs. Oh, no. Uh, Nine plus two is 11 plus five is 16. 16. Oh, Hmm. yeah. But the averages were great. 
strikeouts were in okay. Hits the ball extremely hard. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It's half of a win. Uh, <laughs> I said <laughs> that uh, Jason Dominguez would hit 220. Oh. Um. Yeah. That. He hit every bit of 20. Um. Well, if you count his double A. 22 plate appearances, he hit 105. <laughs> I mean, he hit two, 264 in low A, 306. So, I mean, it wasn't 220. He had a pretty good year. Yeah, no, not even really not even really yeah. close to 220. No. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> his five-game sample size in double A, for sure. And then my yeah, last for one, which, sure. which <laughs> technically didn't come true. I think I calculated this, and I was off by, like, 0.1 war. But I said Corbin Carroll would come up. And have more war than Alec Thomas, Geraldo Perdomo, and Seth Beer combined. Hmm. Okay. And he did not technically, because Alec Thomas came up so early and did yeah. a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. for how little Carroll played and for how much those other guys did, as I'd call him that a win. I think that was yeah. good. As would I. As would I. So, okay. Like, the minor league stuff was okay. Yeah. Bold. Re- like, remember, those are bold stuff. Yeah, but that's those are bold predictions right there. Thank you, Nate. That's why I like mm-hmm. it. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and give our predictions for 2023. So we'll just jump right into our World Series matchup. I did a lot of talking right there. So, Nate, tell me, who do you have in the World Series and who do you have winning it all this year? All right. Uh, not because I'm a homer, because I, uh, I really do feel like they are the best team in the NL. It's going to be the Dodgers versus the Yanks in 2023, and the Dodgers will win the World Series. Yeah. I like that would be a bit, I mean, MLB would enjoy that. Wouldn't they? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I don't know if they'd like my matchup as much, and I'm also doing a homer because <laughs> I think the Braves are the best team in the NL. But mm-hmm. um, I have the Braves and the Rays. Mm, but I have okay, the, Rays, so... the Rays winning it all. Wow. Okay. So both homers, both AL East. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Rays are um, – this is the year where, like, everything that they've been kind of working for just falls into place. Okay. okay. All right. We do, uh, we do the – Major awards here as well, and then we'll jump into our predictions for the minor league stuff. Uh, so AL MVP, I have Jose Ramirez. Okay. Mine is Shohei Otani. Oh, yeah. Okay. I tried to go a little <laughs> off the beaten path. I wanted to say Otani. Yeah, uh, not me. I just figured I'd go scratch. Yeah. What about your Cy Young in the American League? This is always interesting. Last year... We, found it very difficult to kind of select somebody oh i love this one i I love this one dylan cease oh i was thinking about cease as well um i'm going shane mcclanahan as my side yes very solid very solid those two are gonna i i i like cease a lot what about the nl mvp who do you have trey turner in the phillies with the phillies yeah Mm -hmm. reese hoskins out for the year yes yes um, I'm going Manny Machado finally gets an MVP. Ooh, I hate your guts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you got for Cy Young? All right. I went, I went on a bit of a, uh, a bit out on my own because, I, I, but really it's not that bad of a guess. It's just not somebody that you would think of. I'm saying that Blake Snell wins Ooh. the NL Cy Young this year. Wait, so you just got mad at me for picking a Padres, and then you picked? Well, the thing is, is I've always liked Blake Snell, and mm. I've ever since Machado, you know, didn't run out, you know, easy ground balls and you know infield singles with the Dodgers, you know, yada yada yada. It's not so much the Padres thing. It's oh, just okay, that makes a, Macha- a Machado thing. Yeah. Um. I got Corbin Burns winning it again just to price sure. himself out of the Brewers' chances of re-signing them and kind of sticking it to them. <laughs> my idea. All right. We're obviously probably got all of those wrong because we're not major <laughs> league guys. But we are good with the prospects. So who is your NL Rookie of the Year? I'm very uh, – well, we'll see what you say. Then I'll make I took NL Roy, Ezekiel Tovar. 
Wow, not who I oh. did. Interesting. Okay. I'd be willing to bet a lot of money that I'm right on this one, but it's sure. gonna be Corbin Carroll. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just like, I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> I hadn't even really thought about Corbin Carroll. I don't know why, but uh, the only reason I, like I say Tovar, Tovar is is because of his glove. Also, yeah, no, no, Tovar is not a, a bad pick at all. Um, it just so happens to be the same. To Carroll too, yeah. The, the, yeah, of course, but Carroll's still, gonna, I mean, Cor- Carroll's going 2080 this year. Like, I'm almost. 2080. Wow. wow. <laughs> I'm just ready for now, that. Now, there's your very first bold prediction. <laughs> 80, folks. 80 is a bit crazy for sure, but I, he's going to steal way more bases than anybody thinks. Oh, yeah, I'm with that for sure. 2050, yeah. maybe? I, I would be okay with 2060 and not even blink an eye. Yeah, that's nuts. Nobody else can do that. No. Um. All right. Who's your AL rookie of the year? I think this is a little trickier. Unless you love Gunnar mm-hmm. Henderson, I guess you could pick him. I did not because I don't like Gunnar I, Henderson. I do love I do love Gunnar, but I didn't take him. I took Oscar Colas. Oh, okay. Well, since you took Oscar Colas, I actually had a tie between Oscar Colas and Hunter Brown. So I'll take Hunter Brown then. Okay. All right. I love the Colas pick because I do think he's going to be a monster. Oh, yeah. Big time. He I, he reminds me so much of like Jose Abreu when he won the Rookie of the Year with the White Sox. Mm, yeah. Yeah, good comp. A little younger. Colas is younger. Yeah, a little younger, but still, you know, kind of kind of uh not unheard of by any stretch, but you know, I just feel like he's just gonna blow blow up the spot. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, let's get to the juicy stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I wasn't trying to be bold or extra bold with many of these. I think some of them may turn out that way. Um, based on kind of what you think. So um, I'll just, I'll say one and then you give me your thoughts and then you tell me okay. yours and, and I'll give you my thoughts on it. Um, I have to do this just because I'm almost like, almost like my duty at this point, but I'm going to say <laughs> that Francisco Alvarez stays in the minors for the majority of the season and will not <laughs> help your fantasy team. He's only, uh, you forget I love how. It. Uh, he's only 21, right? He's, he's so 21 young. Yeah, old. he's so young, yeah. and he has not a good catcher, and the Mets don't really have a lot of openings. He's a bit chubby. And he and I don't think he's very good <laughs> he's not, <laughs> if he's not catching. I don't know. Yeah. So I, no, I have I'm, to. I'm, I'm fine. Have to I'm, fine. I'm fine with that. And you're right. You do. You do. Because a, you hate do Francisco Alvarez so much. So much. <laughs> So but, shout out uh, to Anthony. I, I, I promised a lot of the leagues that when they voted for us, I need to mention them. So Anthony in the Super Mario Dynasty. That's boom. He picked Francisco Alvarez and he that was not a good pick. Anthony, what so are you Anthony, thinking, my friend? What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give me one of yours. All right. So I'm I I'm I'll hit you with probably my most uh bold of all, but still. I, I would probably be more than happy to defend it against all the rest of them. So I'm just going to say it. Jason Dominguez is going to be the number one prospect in baseball at the end of 2023. Hmm. Well, I can't disagree with that because I also have a Jason Dominguez one, um, which actually me- makes yours impossible. Because I said he's going to come up and hit 20 major league home runs. Hmm. Okay, well that does make mine impossible. Your yours took it even that much further. Yeah, I like both of them. Uh, yeah, one, I yeah we we, we I obviously have done a full U-turn on Jason Dominguez as I told my manager. <laughs> but again, I go to these depth charts a lot. Right. And it's Aaron Judge in right field, who on a, by the way doesn't have the greatest health history um and harrison bader who's already out aaron hicks oswaldo cabrera and that's it yeah and after what the braves did with harris and Mm -hmm. a lot of people i've seen calling the yankees to like bring up these guys and so dominguez is one of those guys in my opinion i see comes up in like june or whatever and just boom If, if harris could hit 19 or whatever he hit dominguez can hit 20 
Yeah, I, I, it makes complete sense. So I feel kind of shitty now. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> kind of kind of bad now about my uh, about my my which I thought was the best one I had. So we can only get we can only get better from here on out, folks. Beautiful. Well, we agree. I think that's what's the key is. Yeah, we, we're that, both always, all in here on always. On always yeah. is that the key? Um, I think that's my highest ranked prospect from here on out. I did a lot of guys that are probably out of the top 50 moving forward. Okay. So do you have any more like top 50 type of guys that mm-hmm. you're predicting? Mm-hmm. What do you Yeah, got? I have, uh, I got, okay. I got another one. Um, Jordan Walker will hit 30 plus home runs this season. In the big leagues. In the bigs, major league baseball. Yep. I love, you know, I am a little worried about this after he had that shoulder in spring training, he has not done much, but it does seem like they're, they're waiting for him just to have one good game to announce that he's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he hasn't it's had just... that one good game. So I'm just waiting, but well, well, I mean, even if he goes down, right. Yeah. He can I mean, even, even if he goes down, he could still yeah. come back a month later and he could still hit 30 plus. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, Jordan Walker for me after Carroll, and then I'm going to put Ellie in front of him, but then Walker is just, he's the guy for sure. Oh, he is incredible. Yeah. All right. I got a little bit lesser names here for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Jacob Berry is going to become a top 50 prospect. Ooh. Jacob Berry, the switch hitter for the Marlins. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I like that. It, Professional like hitter. Uh, I yep. love switch hitters. I always, you know, I've been on the record. I like switch hitters. And I think that a lot of his downfall is that he has to hit so much because of his horrible defense, which mm-hmm. is bad. And he's not going to probably be a second baseman or an infielder besides first. But um, I think he can hit and he's just going to hit so much that he forces his way to the top 50. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge I'm a huge uh, advocate of always saying that in baseball, it's it's the opposite of football, right? Like NFL, you need to have some sort of opportunity before your talent can continue to keep that job. Like an, a job has to open up. But for baseball, it's the total opposite. If your talent plays, you'll find your spot higher and higher and higher up that organization the further up you go. And I'm with you as far as Jacob Berry is concerned. All he did was hit literally every single day in college. And uh, even though he went to the Marlins, I think that was probably my only my only qualm with Jacob Berry, I guess, if you could even say that, is that, you know, the Marlins aren't exactly known for their offense. But it, I don't I still I don't think it matters. I think they they hit the nail on the head with Jacob Berry because they need an impact bat like that. Not everybody's going to be jazz chisholm. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good one too. All right. Give me one of yours. All right. You should like this. And, uh, pirates fans are going to like this also. Andy Rodriguez will lead the pirates to their first playoff. In God knows how long this year. Wow. That's, that's your boldest one. For sure. That's a bold one. That's a bold one. Yeah. Holy mother. Pirates. I believe the playoffs. I, I believe in Andy Rodriguez and the Pirates. You know, they could have a startup year where you know things sure. click. Yada yada. Yeah. No. Crazier things have certainly happened, and we saw. You know, the the Guardians were a team that nobody was even taking seriously at the beginning of the year because they were just so young and had no. Mm-hmm. They weren't spending any money. Mm-hmm. Um. Now they have a better track record than the Pirates for sure, but still, sure. Teams, this team's not horrific. There's a lot no, they of got, ways. No, they can no. they can make some noise, I suppose. And yeah. Brian Reynolds, uh, O'Neill Cruz Jr. You get Andy in there. Yeah. Um, Brian Hayes. Um, Brian Hayes. Cabrian, exactly. Thank you. Uh, Ronzi. Uh, you know, it, 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 there's yeah. a lot worse teams. Love it. That's bold. That's that's the boldest one so far. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, all right, I got one for you here. Um, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Emmanuel Rodriguez, outfielder for the Twins, will vault into the top 20. 
prospect Ooh. range by the end of the Ooh. year. That's 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 pretty bold too, because top twenty, I mean that's that's uh where was he on our list? Like in the sixties? Yeah, sixties or fifties. Yeah. He's not yeah. far and he missed half of the year, obviously. Right. Uh, the you know he had a he had a five hundred on base percentage as a nineteen year old in that's low A. That's unbelievable. That, I mean, still, in, uh, in 200 plate appearances it's pretty good that's cr- that's craziness <laughs> he's 57 walks to 52 strikeouts and so i look for that sort of stuff yeah and his power is big time big yeah time. go go buy him mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. how many more do you have i have i have rush i have yeah i have four more okay yeah i'm about there too so let me give you one more and then we'll be pretty much even um i we talked about him enough so we didn't even have to talk about this but i did have james outman goes 2020 okay <laughs> that's funny because i also have james outman will hit 25 plus home runs oh perfect well he can steal bases too i think can't forget yeah, about that he can yeah he absolutely can yeah you, guys okay again when we do our top 100 list and like guys like james outman just don't get on it, I, I have to double. Maybe you can look that up while I talk about James Outman really quick. Where mm-hmm, he was on that mm-hmm. But okay, he's a little bit older, and we've we have to remember that the age is just a number. It doesn't matter. It's not like 21 year olds get 1.5 times the stats as a 25 year old. So yes, Outman's a little bit older. Don't forget a pandemic interrupted him, and what he did as a 22 25 year old, which is 30 home runs and uh, 13 stolen bases and hitting close to 300 all year is certainly amazing. So he's uh, he he's 133 currently. Okay, he shouldn't. I mean, if he was 23, he would be in the top seven. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Anyways, moving on. Let me hear one more of yours, and I'll give you uh, another one of mine. Okay. Uh, this one is also bold, but I stand by it regardless. Uh, Gavin Stone, pitcher for the Dodgers, uh, Dodgers prospect pitcher, will be the best pitcher prospect-wise at the end of 2023. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I like him the best out of all three of the big, the big guys. Totally on board with that one. His changeup is unbelievable. And when he started hitting 98, that's when I really, really, really started paying attention. The changeup, the changeup's so good. Oh, my Lord. It's like a 70 grade changeup, and it runs about three feet. Yeah, I love changeups. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, me too. It's my favorite pitch. So, yeah. yeah. I think the changeup is interesting to talk about when we go beyond the scope of Gavin Stone. Now, I was no major league pitcher or whatever, but I, I have thrown a couple of innings in my time. Um, mm-hmm. And the changeup was the one that always took the longest to get consistent. The other stuff yeah. to spin a ball, you can consistently do that pretty well. So if mm-hmm. you have a 70, even 65, even a 60 grade changeup, I'm not worried about the other stuff because it's going to come around eventually. Like you'll find a grip and to spin a ball and make it go down sideways, cut, whatever. But to grip a change up, which is just such a different pitch than every other pitch you throw. Mm -hmm. If you have one, I'm interested. Yep. I'm with you a thousand percent. And look at what Miami's done with the power change up just in the last couple of years, Uh, Alcantara and Pablo Lopez. And now with the ones coming up, I mean, it, it, I think the Dodgers have really taken a, a, a book from from Miami, and uh, I think they're I think they're. Uh, let me just say it this way: if Bobby Miller develops a changeup that's even close to sixty, God, yeah. look out! Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one more Dodger one. I don't know. Do you have any more Dodger ones? Because I think no, no more Dodgers. No more Dodgers. No more Dodgers. I have. <laughs> I have Michael Bush becoming a starter for the Dodgers at some point. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I like that. For sure. Again, he's kind of taken that James Outman where like he just goes up a half a level each year or whatever. And he's never been that bad. And the Dodgers have 
like we said, a bunch of guys that are roughly the same and, you know, maybe Miguel Vargas struggles or uh, Muncy forgets how to hit or. (laughs) I made made a case in my last uh, top 50 that um, that Bush was MLB ready, his bat, two years ago. Yeah, so I think it was. Mm -hmm. Defense isn't the the, the defense. Right. But he's, I saw him during the spring quite a few different times, uh, and he, he's starting to really look like he like was born at first base. But we'll get off the Dodgers. <laughs> How many home runs did he hit last year? Do you know? So 20, 29, I think. Yeah, 32. 32, okay. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, 270. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and a high on base. And you know. on base. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, that was one. Let me give you one more here. Um, okay. Joey Ortiz plays 125 games at shortstop for the Orioles and has three war. Wow. That's bold. That's mm-hmm. bold folks. My That's Jeremy bold. Pena, Jeremy Pena this year. Mm-hmm. I just the same and uh, let me tell you, he believes he's not just – this isn't just for the show, folks. We we did a trade in the Zhao Dynasty where he uh, acquired Joey Ortiz from me. <laughs> so it's not yeah, just I, for the show. Yeah. No. no maybe a little bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. I, I got one, two more deep cuts after this, and then okay. All we'll right. see what you got. I mean, do you have one more, it sounds like, right? Oh, I have I have three more, but oh, three uh, more. Okay. yeah. Uh, should okay. I go now? Sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one is a bit bold, but again, I'll stand by it. Twenty-year-old Tink Hence will make his debut this year. Oh, yeah. That's a crazy one. Yeah. Maybe he'll be a reliever. You know, the last month of, like the, of the season. That's kind yeah, of he, what he I'm would thinking. be like. Um. You know, a David Price comes up in in the playoffs right. or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you know, he gains another what five miles an hour on that ridiculous fastball of his, and he's, I mean, the kid is still growing, literally. I mean, as we speak. So, yeah, you never know. All right, give me one more, and then I'll give you one of mine. All right, I got one more uh, closer-ish type of thing. Well, this this one is closer, uh, not Tank Hens, but uh, okay, Bryce Miller. The uh, the the filthy right-hander I talked about last last week uh, for Seattle, he will close for Seattle by the end of this year. Hmm. He has the stuff to do it for sure. I think he could do it right now. I don't know if they want to. Like he's he's a little different in that he's 24, and you know usually do that to get guys up like. Exposure. Can you make a 24-year-old a closer and then make him a starter again? He's just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for only... say, say the Mariners are in the chase, right? Mm-hmm. And they get and they get a month away from the playoffs, and and uh, Munoz is either hurt or he's, you know, fading. One of the two. I don't think that's going to happen. But if it does, I would assume that other than Emerson Hancock. I would probably think that Bryce Miller out of their system would go, he would be the first one up to close because he's just that nasty. He is super nasty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love it. All right. I got two deep, deep cuts. Um, see if you've even heard of this guy. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's Noah DeNoyer for the Baltimore Orioles. He yep. is a 24-year-old, been a reliever for a lot of 2022, and I think that he I mean, he had five starts in 2022, uh, most of them coming in double-A, where he struck out 69 batters in 51 innings. Now, of course, a lot of that does come with, you know, he's a, being a reliever, but I think that he comes up and he becomes what Kyle Bradish was in 2022, where a guy nobody kind of knew of, came up was useful for you and has a bright yeah. future for them so yeah okay yeah, i like it to get to the rotation in baltimore and mm-hmm. he's close like he's closer than some of the other guys besides grayson obviously and mm-hmm. dl hall you know is mm-hmm. bullpen perhaps so all yep. right yep yep nice very nice 
Uh, do you want to do your second cut or now am uh, I going? Yeah, go one with yours one. and we'll come back to mine. Okay. Estrui Ruiz will steal 50 plus bags this season. Love it. Would not surprise me in the slightest. He's got a hit. I know. Though. I know. He he does. And I mean, 50 bags is 50 bags. Let's be honest, folks. But, you know, with what the real change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, he made the opening day roster, so there's even more of a reason to steal 50 bags. You know? yeah. um, he does get on base, too. So, like, mm-hmm, for some speedsters mm-hmm. that have their batting average and on-base percentage are, like, equal, <laughs> he mm-hmm. will get on base. He'll, he will work walks. He is kind of has that professional approach. So just mm-hmm. the problem mm-hmm. is when he hits the ball, it's not very hard. <laughs> it's the only well, That's a big problem. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> But I do like it. If he can get on base, he will steal a lot. All right. Here's my deep cut. I'm going to go crazy with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oslavis Basabe for the Tampa Bay Rays, a 22-year-old infielder, is going mm-hmm. to come up. And remember who I had going to the World Series? Mm-hmm. The Rays. He's going to come yes. up and pull Randy Arozarena 2.0 and go absolutely nuts and help the Rays <laughs> win their first World Series. And it's Oslavis Asabe, who is a professional hitter you've never heard of. I'm not yep. you, Nate. I know you know who he no, is. No, not me. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> listener. Um, yes. Where the only downside to him right now, and he had a, you, you could go watch some of his video in spring training. He was up there and held his own, had a couple home mm-hmm. runs. Um, mm-hmm. It was the he doesn't lift the ball enough. He makes solid contact. He hits the ball decently hard enough. Great approach. Doesn't strike out. He just doesn't lift the ball in the air. And if they can unlock that a little bit, like a Rosarina was sort of that way too. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. The, the the lights uh, kind of shine and boom. And he had 21 stolen bases last year. Athletic. Boom. That one. I love it. <laughs> love it. The crazier the better. I love it. All right. You got one more for me or are we all out? That is it. I'm, I am out. I am okay. out. That was a lot. That was a lot of pre- uh, predictions. They're just so <laughs> fun to do. We'll yeah, see they how, are. We'll see how well we do going forward. All right. Uh, we're going to come back uh, j- after this brief break and talk about something that's really, really cool that you should check out. So stay tuned. That's a cliffhanger, Nate, in case you didn't know. Big we'll be time, right back after time. this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. Alex Sanchez here with you and my co-host Nate Eckert joining me as we wind down on this bold and beautiful episode. We are going to do something a little bit fun here, kind of an exercise. You know how I like to do our homework, do our classwork as the the teacher speaking in me, that uh, there's a, a pretty cool thing going on right now. If you haven't seen it, it's done by Prospect, uh, Prospect Larceny, who is a member of our Prospects 1500 team. Really cool stuff. Uh, that gets put out a lot with a lot of statistic based stuff, but there is a March madness style tournament going on right now that I I wanted to kind of give us uh, kind of a a chance to go over some of these guys. So what happens with this tournament, you can go vote on this right now. Although when you're hearing this, it might be the next round or so, but it's still very interesting to look at. So it's a March madness style tournament ranked one through 32. So 32 prospects are on here. The only caveat is that you cannot have any major league experience. So you have to have a, be basically a minor league only guy. And from that, the aggregate list that we have, it's ranked one through 32. So it's almost a way of like testing our aggregate ranks with the public. And each, there's, you know, about a hundred or 200 votes per round or so for each person. So this kind of gives us a way for the, the public, if you will, to, go against our ranks or agree with our ranks. And so right now you're in, I guess, the third round. And it's 
Jordan Walker versus James Wood. That's kind of the matchup right now. So what we're going to do here is Nate and I are going to take a side and just a quick 30-second campaign for the person that we're going for, why you should vote for that person. And then you can make that decision and uh, make the ultimate decision to vote on Prospect Larceny. The, again, that's the handle. It's Prospect Larceny. Prospect spelled like you would think. And then Larceny, L A. R-C-E-N-Y. Uh, so check that out. It's pretty cool. I've been voting as well. Nate, I think you've been voting too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I want to influence, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all about unbiased news for the world. And <laughs> we don't want to bias your opinions if you are going to vote on this. So here we go. Here's the first matchup we're going to talk about. Nate, you're going to be taking Jordan Walker. I will be taking James Wood. In 30 seconds, tell me why James Walker is the right choice. Jordan Walker is the right choice because he is, like I said already earlier, this uh, same bold and beautiful episode, he will hit 30-plus home runs this year. Who knows what he'll hit next year and the year after that, but he's so much further along than James Wood is right now at this very moment that it's not even really that funny. I don't even think that they belong in the same discussion personally, but uh yeah he's far and away he could be the very best prospect in this entire list you are wrong because (laughs) james wood as a 19 year old sure he's not going to help you in dynasty leagues this year but if you're talking about overall ceiling there is not a higher ceiling in the minor leagues than james wood and the chances of him reaching that ceiling is very very high compared to what you might think thanks to a magnificent walk rate in low a as a 19 year old something you just don't see and if he can continue that amazing approach at the plate that means stolen bases will increase something that i do not think jordan walker is going to do at a very helpful level after perhaps the first couple i think he might steal 20 or so and then after that it would be a sharp decline i can see james wood going 30 for 30 multiple years if he does reach that ceiling so james wood is clearly the right choice (laughs) all right next you are going this is a tough one for me but you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna get anthony volpe and i'm gonna get Mm. andrew painter Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, okay started the last one so i think i'll start this one that way you can have a counter Um, despite the injury Uh so (laughs) here we go andrew painter is the right choice for two major reasons. Number one is that you can name the amount of prospects that have number one frontline potential on your right hand. That's it. There's three of them. It's Grayson Rodriguez, it's Yuri Perez, and it's Andrew Painter. And in fact, Andrew Painter is our highest ranked pitcher that we had when it came to this year's ranking. Now, the injury, of course, not good. However, Dave Dombrowski for the Phillies has come out and said as of a few days ago that he does believe that Andrew Painter can throw again in for the Phillies, not for the minor leagues, but for the Phillies in 2023. So perhaps the injury is not as bad as it seems. And the second main reason is that Anthony Volpe isn't all that he's made up to be. He is not going to hit 300. He is not going to hit 25 home runs. He will hit 250 he will have 15 home runs and he might steal a bunch of bases for you but it's not going to be anything superstar potential where else can you get a number one starter it's andrew painter okay is that 30 seconds i don't know (laughs) is it my turn 30 seconds to try to convince is it my turn is it (laughs) that's true that's true um okay everyone come on let's get real anthony volpe is gonna be the starting shortstop for the new york yankees in like a week and a half. Not only is he going to be there, he's going to perform at a level that really Yankees fans have been waiting for ever since Derek Jeter. Now, I know that that's pressure, but the kid was a first rounder. Nobody had heard of him until his first year in minor league baseball, where all he did was hit like 320 with 20 home runs and 35 steals and uh, pretty much everything else, and he flew through the system. 
Painter, of course, as Alex just pointed out for me, uh, is hurt. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be Tommy John, and who knows where he'll be. I'm sorry, Dave Dombrowski. I mean, I believe you, but, I mean, are, are you a doctor? Anyway, Volpe is going to be the future of the Yankees, and it's going to start today. Beautiful. All right, moving on. If that one was easy for you. This one will <laughs> perhaps be the opposite. Uh you have Kyle Manzardo. I have Ellie De La Cruz. Mm. Yes, Kyle Manzardo, by the way, has beaten Drew Jones and Jordan Lawler Jordan on his Lawler. way to face off De La Cruz right now. Wow. So tell me why Kyle Manzardo is going to be the Cinderella okay. story and okay. go to the Elite Four. No, Final Four. Yeah. Elite Eight. Uh, yeah. Uh, Manzardo is the man. Uh, no pun intended. He All he does is hit the kid was drafted in 2021 last year all he did was uh pace the league in average uh home runs rbis you name it ops all of it all together i think he hit 320 with 20 something home runs and 95 rbis something ridiculous like that through three levels first year as a pro and uh, ta- uh tampa happens to know what they're doing um and he's, he's a Washington State Cougar, everyone. And for absolutely no other reason than that, my alma mater, he's a Coug. Therefore, he will always win in life. I don't need 30 seconds for this. Ellie De La Cruz <laughs> in double A last year and high A combined hit 28 home runs and stole 47 bases and hit above 300 and is a switch hitter. Who is six foot two? Uh, no, even h- higher than that. What is he? Six four, six five. Six, five. Mm-hmm. Switch hitter who plays on the dirt, probably shortstop. And there's only one area that he has to overcome, and that is a 30% strikeout rate. Which, if you like O'Neill Cruz, then there is no reason to think that he can't survive with the immense skill set he has. I know I said James Wood has the highest ceiling, but in my mind, honestly, without trying to be Uh, doing this exercise la de la cruz has the number one ceiling of anybody in the minor leagues bar none in my opinion ellie okay next this one's interesting here Mm -hmm. we go Mm -hmm. you have grayson rodriguez and i have jackson churio so i guess i gotta go first on this one right Mm -hmm. yeah this you Mm -hmm. okay Jackson Churio is a superstar in the making. We're talking about in not a 19-year-old, not a 20-year-old, but an 18-year-old who is able to progress all the way up to double A. Go ahead and look at the guys that go up to double A as an 18-year-old with this kind of hype. They do not disappoint. 20 home runs, 16 stolen bases last year. Sure, double A was a little tricky for him, but it was only a six-game sample size as an 18-year-old. Just imagine what an offseason and getting prepared. What is he going to do at double A? What is he going to do at triple A? The sky is the limit. And who wants a pitcher? That's <laughs> Take Jackson. Uh, all right. Uh, I want a pitcher because he could very well be the best uh, pitcher to come out of the minors in the past, oh, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years. Grayson Rodriguez has done nothing but absolutely pace the minors in every single category possible to uh, analyze, look at, whatever. And then you do the eye test, and all the kid does is throw 97, has a wipeout slider, has a serviceable changeup, hits the zone every single time he throws the ball. He is already major league ready. He was last year had he didn't had had he not had uh, his season ending injury. Now he's back from such. He's already been hurt. I always say all the time for these right-handed uh, gunslingers, just wait until they have Tommy John. Well, Grayson is back from injury, folks, and he's better than ever. Jackson Churio last Week, two weeks ago, it doesn't matter. Whenever we did our Bust Busters episode, 
we went all the way up the list from 100 all the way up to one. And of all of those different numbers that we said we were going to bust, number five on that list was none, none other than Jackson Cherio. And I said he was going to bust. And guess who agreed with me, folks? That's right. My co-host, good old Alex Sanchez. So Grayson Rodriguez, number six, all day. You know, that's interesting. I'm looking at this list. We didn't pick many of these guys to bust that are, like, moving on. No. Manzardo, Wood. I I guess, no, we didn't do Wood, Walker. Did we do Wood? We might have. Anyway, fascinating thing. I think this is really uh cool because it – it's one thing to like, okay, who's the number one prospect in baseball, blah, yada, yada, yada. You can argue the one, two, and three. But what's interesting is when you have the matchups, like if you were on the clock and it was Peter Crow Armstrong or Evan Carter, who mm-hmm, you take? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I I voted Evan Carter, and so and people agreed. They would rather have Evan Carter than PCA. In fact, so did I. The, the first, there was, I mean, even I actually did do Manzardo over Drew Jones too. I voted that way. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so did I. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there wasn't many other crazy upsets. Um, but yeah, I, I'm noticing like my vote goes with the majority on a lot of these. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an interesting exercise that I'm thinking of like expanding this even further mm-hmm. and sort of like doing my rankings like that and figuring out, mm-hmm. you know, Okay, I know who I want to have at the top, but what happens when I put these guys against each other and kind of do this bracket sort of and work backwards to do my top one? Because we did like a top eight this this way, and all of a sudden you have Walker, Volpe, Wood, Painter, Manzardo, Rodriguez, De La Cruz, and Churio. It's interesting. It's different, you know, than a lot of other top eight lists, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we could do a whole aggregate of our entire list. I mean, if we really want yeah. to get crazy, yeah. you know, very cool idea. Check it out. By the time you listen to this, this round will probably be over. So our little exercise probably was not for anything, <laughs> but, um, uh, you'll, you should probably be able to vote on the final four and then the, you know, the finals, if you will, It'd be interesting to see. I'd imagine something like a, a Walker, Volpe, Volpe. Walker trio. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we had Volpe at number two. I feel like we're probably one of the only people aggregate publications, publications that had Volpe at two. So we'll see. Well, you got to remember he took out Corbin. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. That was a brain fart on my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, check it out again. It's prospect larceny um, is the handle. A lot of cool stuff there. Check out the rest of the posts um because they're they're quite interesting as well a lot of stat based stuff which again isn't the the only way to do it but it is certainly part of the equation that you need to because you're going to lose out on guys that don't get hyped up despite having the stats to, to that should back them up and they get lost in the, the shuffle so all right nate that's it we're we're only a week away from major league baseball bold and the beautiful just one week away be- before Major League Baseball. I gotta say, how how much better can it can it get? No. Well, Minor League Baseball, it would be nice if it started at the same time. I always hate that. I know. Gap. I know. Why 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 do they do that, man, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things <laughs> is just looking up the stats from the minor leaguers that I, I go to pipeline and put the top 100 and then put last night's stats and see all i get to see all the top 100 guys and how they did last night and i have to wait so long i know that's one of my favorite things too it didn't work last year for some odd reason but that's a whole other topic i do love doing that i hope they get that back on baseball on reference can, you can do it there too but oh can you long, okay yeah it takes a little longer to set up but you can see more than the top 100 and organize in a way that's good for you too Nice, nice. Anyway, Nate, all right. Well, uh, let's let's take a week off and uh, kind of relax. No WBC, mm-hmm. although we, we didn't even get a chance to talk about that, but I'm sure Man. You have, uh, our listeners have gotten enough of that at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good takes, bad takes all mm-hmm. around on that. Um, yeah. If you have a bad take about the WBC, like it was not good, then don't talk to me. I don't really want to be. <laughs> you don't like baseball. 
<laughs> that was incredible. All right. That's going to do it for us. Check us out next week as we will be going over kind of the tra- uh, spring training recap and talking about where uh, prospects might be able to help you right away. Who's making the teams. We can't quite do that yet. We don't know. So I didn't want to do that yet. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next week and be on our merry way. All right, Nate, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Of course. Every time, every time future focus, we're out.